Hello and welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. And as always, we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Not too bad. Just getting adjusted to a new job. Uh, other than that, life is grand. You know, can't complain. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't want to do too much small talk. I just kind of want to get focused on this draft because I've been hyped for this one for a long time. This is this is a big one. This is going to be, I think, one of the most fun ones we've done yet. Right, because I believe the news of the movie was re- announced like maybe a month ago. Yeah, a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the movie we're talking about, of course, is the Static Shock movie being produced by Michael B. Jordan, and we're doing a pretty much a movie fantasy cast. You know, like the ones we did with Superman and X Men. You know, so if you've seen, you know, listening to those, you know exactly what we're about to be doing. Um, but really, first, I just wanted to talk about Static Shock, the fact that it's being made in a movie. Kyle, how do you like when you like read that it was happening? What went through your mind? It's I mean, it's really exciting. I think Static Shock. So it came out in, I think, like the early 2000s. And I think that was like smack in the middle of like. I would say the golden age of like superhero animation, right? You had like, uh, it was coming off the tales of like Batman Beyond, Batman the Animated Series. Um, I think the Justice League show was airing at the same time. You know, we had, not to mention all the Marvel ones as well with like the Spider-Man show and the the X-Men show. I think like it sometimes gets overlooked because of that. Um, And he's just not as well known a character as those other other shows. But uh, Static Shock was honestly one of my first kind of like intros into all of that all of those shows before i was really getting into the comics you know i'd read some spider-man and like fantastic four and stuff but i mean static shock was a i i was that was on repeat at my house um so it, it's really exciting we don't really know to what extent uh the movie like if it's going to be an animated movie a live action movie we don't really know yet um I'm just happy that it's being made at all because I, I feel like there's not a lot of people who are aware of this character. Um, even in the comics, he doesn't have a whole lot of like solo stories. He has some kind of crossover with Teen Titans at, uh, occasionally, but he's not a very, you know, a big character. And I think he deserves it. He's a really, really fun character. So I'm, right. I'm more than excited. What do, what do you think about it? Oh, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like when the show came out, I believe it was 2000. I was nine years old this was made for me, you know, uh, along with like so many other little boys out there. It was amazing, especially for the black community. I believe seeing this like young black kid get these powers and become a superhero. It was so cool. Yeah. And it was great representation, I believe. Um, but the show was so fun. Like him flying around on his disc on his little metal saucer. <laughs> um, he was super witty. He was really kind of like Spider-Man in a way. Yes. I felt almost a little bit more awkward you know mm-hmm. uh but he was so fun um like you said i don't really remember as much as i want to i started watching a couple episodes but there was no way i could finish it all yeah. <laughs> this was a rather quick one we planned but we really wanted to get to it quickly because it's such a fun announcement that they made and i really want to see what michael b jordan does with it like you said you, you know we don't know if it's going to be animated live action um i really want to see what you did with it but I really want to see what director they go with, the cast. There's so many directions they really can take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, with this character, it's super fun. There's a lot of different 
avenues for it. Um, his power, honestly, is super fun. Like the fact that he's like magnetic, he has the power with the electricity. He can shock people. They're like electric bolts and balls. Ugh. Right. What's your part of his uh, powers? Um, I just I'm a kind of a sucker for just anything electricity related. I think it always lends itself to the screen in a really like visually appealing way. Um, you know, I love like Doctor Doom, even though we haven't really gotten to see see a, a full realization of his character in movies yet. Um, unless they make yours. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I love the way they show his powers and same with Static Shock. Like I just that's one power. Some of them are kind of like overdone, but I think the electric the idea of like harnessing electricity is just always so fascinating to me and it just looks so fun right like it's just so entertaining to watch and he's the perfect like kid or you know character to have that power because like you said he's like the spider-man archetype he's real awkward and and he's so i mean the the character the voice actor also just makes it so fun to watch him like harness these powers and really learn how to like master them so i i love it it's great so yeah that's what we're going to be doing uh we're going to be fantasy casting this movie. So, Kyle, you want to break down the list game for him? Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, this week, obviously, since we're, we're talking about Static Shock, we're going to pull the list game straight from the show itself. Um, we're going to be talking about, this is the dumbest name ever. Uh, I'm going to say it right here. But they basically, they're characters who have been affected by what an event is called the Big Bang in the show, where these people become metahumans, get powers. They're called the Bang Babies. Such a weird name. Uh, so we're going to basically just list yeah. all the all these characters who've been affected um, until we run out. I think it's going to be a pretty short game for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> we'll see, okay? Uh, I'll let you go first. Uh, okay, let's go with Hot Streak. All right. I'm going with Ebon. Nice. Um, I think it's Polaris. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Sheev. Nice. Um... Oh, uh, Virgil Hawkins. What's his name? Oh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Talon. Nice. Um, let's see. And five seconds. Three. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I was gonna go with Rubber Band Man oh, or Permafrost or Destruct or um, that, that's all I got. <laughs> I knew that'd be short for me. <laughs> Good, because I needed my first pick because that's where I'm okay. And so just to recap everybody, we're gonna get five picks total for actors and roles in the movie. They can be pretty much anyone technically in the DC or Milestone universe because that's, you know, that's where this character is from. Um, and then along with the director, that's an extra little pick we get to go. go mm-hmm. So I'm going to go first. So I'm going to go with Static, of course. Well, but first I'm going to go with my director because uh, without the director, we don't have a vision. And so I wanted a director who has experience in writing this kind of sort of story kind of uh, visioning it and directing it in this kind of way. And of course, he's not done a lot of action, as in really no live action. He's done a lot of 
uh, animated. He's actually the first African-American to direct a mainstream uh, animated movie. Um, I'm talking about Peter A. Ramsey. Ooh, okay. Yes, he also co-directed Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, like, just, I, I kind of want him really for that because he's shown the ability to, you know, hone in on this kind of character. Like, honestly, Miles is a really good parallel to, to Virgil Hawkins also. Yeah. You know, I feel like, especially with the bond between their parents, um, because Virgil's dad's kind of against the whole thing. <laughs> Miles' dad is a cop. He's not a really for the whole Spider-Man thing either. So it's kind of fun that way. So Peter Ramsey is kind of in familiar ground and territory. And I think he could really do a good job at this. I'd love to see his take on it. So yeah, Peter A. Ramsey for director. What do you think? I love it. Yeah. He, um, I, I did not know that he, that was one of the co-directors of into the spider verse, but now, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. That, I mean, miles and Virgil are, are very similar. Um, we've, I mean, we've talked at length about how much we love that movie. Uh, I can't wait to, to play the PS five game. Um, but yeah, I it for Christmas oh. from like everybody. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's that's an absolutely like just natural choice. I love it. Yeah, uh, you know, he was also the director of Rise of the Guardians. That's the one where he was the first one to be the director of animated uh, awesome. movie, underrated movie. I love that movie. Um. So with that in mind, I wanted to talk about the main role, Static Virgil Hawkins. Uh. In the movie, I mean, in the show, as well as the movie that I'm casting, he's going to pretty much be like a, a freshman, you know. So it needs to be someone who's youthful, but who still has a little bit of a maturity that, like, they'll be able to handle the role. Um, and I wanted first because I think you might go for this person, too. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because this is the one time I kind of am going with popular opinion. Yeah. I don't do this very often. You know, I like to go against the grain, but with this one, this one just makes sense. So I want to go with Caleb. Oh, McLaughlin. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> was that you? Was that that yours? was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I made the, the right choice. Um, I mean, it's obvious. Like, look at him. He, like, just as his role as Lucas in Stranger Things, we see him grow from this, like, awkward little loud kid into this you know, more awkward, loud kid, but like, he's funny. He's, he has really good timing. Um, I feel like he's a lot of potential going forward. This would be an amazing role for him. And honestly, the whole internet wants it. So like, it's hard to, to go against that. Really? You know, like what were you thinking when you were going to cast? Yeah. I mean, this is one of those times where the popular choice is that because it's just like the right choice. Like, I think he is a no brainer. Um, He's so good in Stranger Things. There's times, I mean, I've rewatched the show a couple of times. There's times when Lucas might be my favorite character. He's just hilarious. Um, every scene he's in, he makes me smile. He's, he's super funny. And this, Caleb is just, for for his age, he's already, he says, has such a screen presence, right? Like, he's so charming. Um, and other than Stranger Things, to my knowledge, I don't think he's really started anything big. Uh, I know he's been in a few music videos. Um, it's like... Yeah, nothing to my knowledge. I was looking at his IMDb, nothing jump, that jumps yeah. out. I think it roll for something next year, so maybe that'll be okay. something, yeah. you know? Um, but. This could be the one, though. Like, this could definitely just skyrocket him to fame, because he deserves it. He is just already a star, so yeah. 
I'm, I'm mad, but it's it's an obvious pick, so I love it. <laughs> it is, you know, and I mean, and so as far as the movie goes, he's just going to be, he's going to be Virgil. If anyone's watched the TV show, I kind of wanted to follow the, the plot of that pretty kind of closely because it was so fun and simple. It was a really great start. Um, and I just wanted to say right now, I have not read the comics. <laughs> I, I've read up on the wiki, everybody. So if you expect me to be going off of the comic story, it's not <laughs> happening. Uh, sorry. Uh, I watched the show growing up. That was my thing. I put it on this week to watch, and I, I loved it. I love this character. Uh, I want to watch more. So it's going to be kind of like that. You know, he's going to school. He's got these bullies. Main one at the top. <laughs> He's, he's this jerk, and uh, he won't leave him alone. And he actually follows him after school one day, and uh, he's about to beat him senseless when uh, this gang stops him. And uh, so uh, this gang led by Wade, you know, they're friends with uh, Virgil's sister. And they're like, you know, they're tired of protecting him. They're like, you know, you don't do anything for us. They're going to try to settle this once and for all and have a gang fight essentially that night. And Virgil's going. I don't know why that happens in the in the show, but I feel like it needs to happen in the movie because, you know, it makes sense. Like, I feel like you have to get him there, and there's really no other way he's going unless he's yeah. goaded. And it, you know, because he's, he's a good kid. He's, he's kind of, he's this awkward genius kid who's fun. Um, he's just trying to stay out of trouble. And what he does he do? He goes to a gang fight because there's no way he's getting out of it. And what happens... They go to the docks. Everyone gets in a fight. Uh, and what happens is the cops come down in helicopters and they accidentally hit this hazardous uh, tank. Explosion goes off. There's a chemical gas that goes through the air. Um, and then that's essentially what the Big Bang is going on, you know, that Kyle talked about earlier. And then, uh, thankfully, Virgil gets away. But the next morning he wakes up to find out he has these crazy powers. He's shocking everything, and these things are sh sticking to him. He, he's kind of going crazy, but his mind's kind of going off. Like, he knows where this is going. He's he's kind of, uh, he's not ignorant. Like we said, he's a nerd. He, he's read comic books. He knows what's going on. So he calls his best friend, Richie, to meet him at the junkyard. And that's where we get to the next part. But before we go, we'll get to Kyle's first pick. All right. We'll, um. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, again, I, Caleb is, is a natural choice, and I like the way you're starting off. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. I have also not really read the comics, so we're both going to be really just pulling from the, the show. Um, so, yeah, I'll start with my director. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – he's kind of a relatively new name in Hollywood. Um, his name is Carlos Lopez Estrada. Um, he directed the 2018 movie Blind Spotting, which, if you haven't seen it, it is oh, – such a good movie it stars David Diggs. Um, it's a really, really great movie about uh, like gentrification and it covers some racial tensions. And it's just David Diggs is phenomenal in that movie. Um, he's also directing the upcoming uh, Disney movie Raya and the Last Dragon, which I'm really hyped for. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, it looks really cool. So he he will have some, you know, it's a weird leap from blind spotting to that, but he will have some, you know, some experience with kind of an adventure movie uh static shock is definitely going to have i hope you know a real light tone kind of like the show um and so definitely pulling on that but he's just he's a very new name in hollywood but he really impressed me with blind spotting you know 
people don't remember this, but Static Shock for being a, a, a movie, I mean, a show kind of aimed at, at a younger generation, it still dealt with a lot of racial themes in a very kind of mature way. Um, you know, Richie's dad was, he was a straight up racist. Like they did not shy away from that. And uh, that caused a lot of tension with him, you know, with Richie and his dad. I just like the way they dealt with that and they didn't really dumb it down for kids, uh, you know, speaking from experience, being very young and watching it. And that being kind of my, one of my first kind of exposures to, to racism. Like I didn't ex- experience it a lot where I grew up. And so, yeah, I mean, I, they, they just made it very accessible, but they didn't dumb it down for, for kids. And I, I like that a lot. And uh, Carlos, I mean, blind spotting deals with those themes a lot in that movie. It's a big kind of part of that movie. So I think he would be right in his uh, wheelhouse with that, but he could also, you know, bring some some flair to it. Uh, Wine spotting is also really witty. The dialogue is really um, fast paced, mostly because it's <laughs> co-written by Debbie Diggs, and he definitely pulled from his his Hamilton experience in the writing. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, Carlos could bring a real fun kind of energetic flair to the movie. Um, and then yeah, for my my first pick, I'm gonna also go with our our star. Uh, Mr. Virgil Hawkins himself, Static Shock. Uh, so obviously, like I said, Caleb was my first pick. I'm glad he got picked, though. He's a natural choice. So for my alternate, I kind of thought about this one for a while. Um, he's a little bit older than the – I'm also going with kind of a freshman, uh, maybe sophomore, but, you know, the high school age. Uh, he's a little bit older than that, but he has played a high schooler. He played a high schooler last year in a movie called Waves. Um, I'm going with the actor named uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Uh, also a relatively new name in Hollywood. Um, like I said, he's in Waves. I think he, yeah, he's in It Comes at Night. Um, he's he's not really starred in a lot. Waves was his first real like lead role. Uh, he's really good in that movie. I'm not a big fan of that one because it changes really the tone changes really quickly and it's, it's just very jarring, but his part in the movie is really great. Um, yeah, he's a little older than like, he's not high school age, but I think he could play it really well. Um, and in that movie, I mean, he just, he brought a lot of his character went through a lot in that movie. He brought a lot of drama to the movie. So I'd love to see him take on a bit of a, a lighter role. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, you want with these kind of movies, you want someone with sustainability, you know, someone who can, stick around for a couple sequels (laughs) i certainly hope they make you know more than one static shock movie so i think that kelvin could you know he's a new name in hollywood i think he could stick around for the long haul but uh yeah he'd be my pick for for virgil i love that i will say i actually have not seen any of the movies that he's been in (laughs) uh i've I, I think i've seen parts of ender's game but i've never read the book so like it just wasn't like, I don't know. I, I really need to read the book before I re- watch that movie again. And I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave. Um, it Comes at Night, I heard, was pretty fun. But that and Waves, I just haven't seen. So, you know, I've never even heard of this guy. But he looks like he's very talented. He's from New Orleans. So, yes. big ups. Big ups. Um, I have not much else I could say other than I think that could be a really good cast. Um I need to watch one of these movies. I need to see his uh, his chops now, man. Uh, always giving me new stuff to watch. By the way, everybody, if you've been listening, update. I watched Fleabag. Yes. I liked it a lot. It was really fun. It is not like one of my favorite shows of all time, as a lot of people say. But 
I really like it. All right. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> adding, which one should I add of Kelvin's? Um, you know, movie. we're we just left October. I would say it comes at night, depending on what you like from your horror movies. It comes at night is like a real slow burn, and it's very depressing. But it's he's really good in it. Um, I'm in a cheery <laughs> mood these days. Yeah, I I, I would, not- I'd actually say give Ender's Game another try. I also haven't read the book. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember really digging it. Um, I really, I mean, that's one of Aza Butterfield's earlier roles and he's really great as Ender. And I, yeah, when you said that, I had not even remember that Kelvin was in that, but I kind of briefly kind of remember his, his role. It's a smaller one, but um, I would say give, give that one another try. Waves is another kind of sad one, but if you want to feel for his chops, he's def- Waves is the best example because he's he's really good in that movie. Okay, I can dig that. Um, I will say he is on the older side. Mm-hmm. He is twenty six, so he would be twenty seven at the youngest by the time yeah. they make the movie. So that that is something to to keep in mind. That is a bit old to be a freshman or soft- sophomore. Yeah. <laughs> the people like the more realistic ages these days that was the thing it's like it's it's hard to find a lot of these high school age actors you know you have like the few you have the the stranger things kids and you have like i was gonna say the, the kids it who were in kids. it um the guy who plays mike would also be a great choice from it uh but yeah it's it's tough to find like a real true to age actor but i agree that's definitely really important all right so do you have any plot detail or are you giving us your oh uh, yeah point? so i'm like you i'm pretty much kind of following the the show um for the most part i um i kind of i'm gonna play a little bit with like characters roles in the story so i'm also kind of go, gonna go with him you know uh having this bully uh it's uh in my i couldn't hear so you were talking about francis stone right Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember because I know that's his. Yeah, I know he goes by like a couple of different names. That was so. yes. before he uh, turns, so to say, his name was right. F Stop, which is so I love it. It's so nineties or two thousand, I guess. But um, so yeah, I'm I'm sticking with that. He is also yeah a bully of of uh, Virgil's. He um is picking on him, and and I'm also playing with the kind of the gang angle, but with with my story um. The gang that comes along to help Virgil is actually led by uh, none, none other than Ivan Evans, or, you know, he's later known as Ebon. Um, if you've seen the show, he goes on to be pretty much the primary antagonist of the show. Um, so I'm playing a little bit different with his role. I think I would love to see him start off as a bit of a, maybe not a father figure, but a, a mentor type character to, to Virgil. Um, you know, like you said, Virgil's a good kid and... You know, he he doesn't really want to get mixed up in, in the gang stuff, but he's kind of goaded by uh, Ivan and really Ivan just wants him to he wants to teach him. He's like, you know, you know, you're a sophomore in high school. It's time for you to start sticking up for yourself. We're going to meet up with uh, with his gang and you're going to come along and, and watch how we deal with things. So, um, like I said, the director of blind spotting, I think, could really do this dynamic very well. Um, and I just love to see it. I think that would be really intriguing. Um, so he, yeah, he comes along with, uh, Ivan and his gang to face off with, uh, with F stops gang. There is, uh, the police show up, they try to stop the, uh, the fight. They throw in some, uh, some tear gas and 
it mixes with this chemical that's in there. Um, and basically that's how, you know, we've been talking about this event called the big bang. That's how the big bang happens. People are affected. Um, just like Damon saying, yeah, Virgil wakes up the next day and <laughs> shit's hit the fan, right? Like he's, he can, uh, he's not really able to control it, but he can harness electricity. He's hearing signals and, and all of this stuff and he's freaking out. Um, but yeah, so, uh, for my next like casting, I'm going to go ahead and go with, with Ivan. Obviously he's going to play a really important role in this movie. He will be the antagonist. He's going to start out as a bit of a, a mentor, but he's really going to be like the, the Norman Osborn for, for Virgil. Um, so for Ivan, I wanted to go with someone, you know, he's such a fun antagonist in the show, really menacing. Uh, the first time Virgil meets him is like one of my favorite scenes in the show. Uh, and his power is so cool too. Like he can, you know, manipulate shadow and basically become a shadow. Um, so what's that? He, yeah. Um, so, uh, for this character, I wanted to cast someone who, you know, he's got some experience playing uh, an antagonist, maybe a morally ambiguous antagonist, uh, that is like on screen or on stage. Um, so I'm going to go with Leslie Adam, sorry, Leslie Odom Jr. Mr. Aaron Burr, sir himself. Wow. <laughs> you went there. You were Mr. Hamilton. Mr. Burr, <laughs> sir. Burr, I had to do it. Sir. I, I love Hamilton. Are you casting the whole junior cast? <laughs> I, just here, might, sir? I just might do it. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, he's, I love Leslie Odom Jr. My, my first, uh, experience with him was actually on in the movie murder on the Orient express. Um, he's really great in that movie. He's got a bit of a smaller role, but his chemistry with Daisy Ridley is awesome. I can't wait for death on the Nile. I, I really liked uh, Orient express. I thought it was a fun, uh, new take on that story. Um, but he's, yeah, he's great in that, but obviously he is just, he's known for his role as Aaron Burr. Uh, I stayed away from the Hamilton train for as long as I could. And finally watched it when it dropped on Disney Plus and just fell in love with it. Uh, his 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 role as Aaron Burr is definitely one of the highlights. Um, he's such a layered character, dude. Like, he is so fascinating. They do such a good job of really having him walk the line. Because sometimes you just hate him. But sometimes you really understand him. And you get why he, like, Hamilton gets under his uh, skin so much. And you understand his point of view and especially in stuff like, you know, Dear Theodosia, that's a great, great, uh, like, example of seeing kind of his humanity with his daughter. Um, yeah, and I just, he, he's got an incredible presence, I think, to be in a stage play like that. You really have to bring the theatrics. I'd love to see him do that, just chew the scenery as Ebon. Um, and yeah, I, I want to see him play off of Kelvin, you know, first is this kind of mentor type character, but, you know, he's he's not he's not, you know, the best kind of mentor because he's really just trying to lead Virgil astray and there's a bit of a, a, a tension there, but I think Leslie Evans Jr. would be the perfect uh, pick for him. Wow. Man, I was not expecting Leslie Odom to be getting picked, but that's just amazing. You know, like, God, especially as Ebon, like, it, okay, for him to be his mentor, I was like, I don't know about that. Like, I feel like... The way Ebon is portrayed, he's pretty much who he is. He's 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 leading a gang, so it'd be really hard for Virgil to go that way, especially now that he has the powers. But 
when you say Leslie Odom Jr., I'm like, oh, okay. I can see him being Ebon and being that kind of Ebon. And uh, maybe not even calling it a gang almost. It's almost like his uh, community. It's like his uh, yeah. his mentorship almost. And taking people under his wing. And only once he gets in too deep, he, uh, Static could almost maybe see that what's going on is he's getting manipulated. And, oh, man, I love that. Because Leslie Odom Jr. needs more roles. I need to see him in more stuff. I think he's the voice of the dad in the uh, Central yes, Park animated TV show. Um, I think he's got a couple things coming up. Maybe uh, he's got a untitled Leslie Odom and Carrie Washington wow. project, a TV movie that'll be fun. So I would love to see this. <laughs> uh, let's make it happen. That that's that so far, man. I was not expecting that. That's a super ah, sneaky you, good pick, <laughs> Kyle. I dig it. All right. Uh, did you did you no, have anything I'll, I'll else to add? They also the next pick, but let's uh, let's hear your second pick. Okay, um, let's go with my second pick, and I was going to go ahead and talk about Virgil's father, Robert Hawkins. So um, he's around a lot at the beginning of this movie, and he's just a big presence in general, static shock. Um, he's the guiding voice of Virgil. He's a guidance counselor at the local community house, and uh, he really just likes to help people. He's caring. He's a bit strict, you know, because he, he's seen how Duncan is full of gangs, you know, <laughs> like it's it's not a super safe place. So he's trying to help make this place safer um, in any way he can, you know. So he is a little bit on the, uh, you know, strong hand kind of way, but he might soften a little bit. But uh, I, I love that give and go and that that relationship that you mm. see between him and Virgil. So I wanted someone fun and someone who could have a very somber voice, great deep eyes, someone who could really connect with, I think, Caleb as Static. And so I wanted to go with someone who knows this whole show really well to make it a movie. Oh, and I'm going with Phil Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if everyone's not... Just in case you don't know, Phil Lamar is the voice actor for Static, Virgil Hawkins, in the TV show. So, like, he, he you know, he's going to be a part of this movie in some way. I don't know how. He might be one of the producers. He might do a cameo. I want him to be a little bit more important. Uh, maybe go the, you know, kind of like the Flash route, where mm-hmm. the, the guy who played Flash in the 90s is now, now Barry Allen's yeah. dad in the TV show now. So, I think Phil would be great. He's He already has experience doing these things. He's voiced a static He's recently been in Supergirl. Um, I believe he was John Jones's father or brother. Uh, was I, think it? I was forget. His, oh man, uh, brother? I don't remember. Yeah, it's one of the two. Um, Malefic, <laughs> whichever one that one is. But uh, you know, he would he would jump at this. I feel like he's a vet in the industry. People would hammer for it. Like people would love this. It's a little bit of fan service. But I feel like it makes a lot of. Yeah, this is like what do you're, you think? you're killing it so far with the, the picks that are just absolute no brainers. I mean, he's he's so familiar again with the show, but also just with this genre. He also voiced uh, I can't remember if it was John Stewart or John Johns in the the Justice League show. 
Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think John Stewart. Probably my favorite character in Justice League. I love Green Lantern. Um, and yeah, like you said, he's got a lot of experience with this stuff. I will be shocked if he's not involved with the movie that's coming out. Um, but he's, yeah, he's a great pick. I'm, I'm glad Robert is getting cast in yours because I did not have a spot for him. He's very important to the story, but I've, I just had, you know, five other people, you know, these people that I had to cast. So I'm really glad Robert's getting some love. Um, their dynamic is obviously so important. Uh, and I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you cast Phil as like, as much as I associate him with this genre, I don't watch a lot of Supergirl. I haven't seen him in a lot of live action stuff. Um, so that would be really fun. You know, I, sometimes it really works out. Like we saw, I wasn't a big fan of the last crossover um, on the CW, but Kevin Conroy uh, playing, you know, Bruce Wayne was so cool. Um, he, he was an, he was an asshole. asshole. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. You could tell he was having so much fun with it. And I think the same thing could be said for, for this, for Phil. Um, I think he would eat it up. You know, he would be, he, he even, I love when people are like known for their iconic roles and they're completely okay with that. And they like really kind of play into it. Like at, at comic cons, he is always down to sign stuff. And he's, I hear he's a really nice guy. Um, he was recently on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast cause they had like a justice league reunion show. Uh, so he loves this genre. I think this would be a no brainer pick. Um, but yeah, I love that you're going with, uh, his dad, the dynamic there is really important to, you know, bring some heart for the movie. So yeah, that's a great pick. Right. And while I don't have a lot of plot details going on with his dad right now, um, I did want to mention, uh, in case anyone was wondering, Sharon, the sister, is off at college in this movie, and they mention it quite a bit. I think Richie has something for her, you know, um, and so yeah, but yes. she'll get casted in the sequel. So, well, you're just. But the next person I wanted to cast would be Richie, because that's who Static, you know, calls to go see when he gets his powers. They're best of friends. They're you know, thickest thieves. Yeah, this this white kid who's just. He's, you know, watching the TV show, I was trying to nail what kind of, what he was. Like, were they trying to make him kind of, kind of <laughs> like a wankster, almost? Like, right. but like like a nerdy version, almost? Like, it was weird. I wasn't really kind of sure what they were going with. Like, he had a kind of a cool style, had the earring. Um, but then he was just super awkward. But he was kind of cool. He, yeah. I think he was a lot cooler than Virgil, honestly. It seemed like he was more popular, even <laughs> and, though he really wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot more than Virgil was. He, he was just seemed a little bit more confident and a little bit more chill. So I wanted someone who could kind of play both, kind of that duality, you know, which is really you don't get that much in like high school roles. In high school, you kind of get people who are very archetype, yeah. very uh, stereotypical. Um, but with this. I think Richie is kind of a little bit more complex than that, even from the jump. So I wanted to get a character, a person who would be able to do that. So I'm casting Ooh, okay. Ross Lynch. Yes. Are you so. familiar, uh, he, familiar with the guy? Uh, he's from that Disney <laughs> Channel show, right? Austin and Allie? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Austin and Allie, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell that show's about. But 
Uh, have you seen I, Chilling so Adventures since of Sabrina? the last time this was brought up, I think it was in another fan cast. Um, yeah, it was X Men. Uh, I this have a... seen the first season, and I really like it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay, so he's Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. That's so Harvey, that's perfect. It's a, like he likes he likes to like bleach his hair blonde, and like that'd be perfect for like. Mm-hmm this modern take on Richie. Like, I feel like he would pretty much kind of be like almost like a hipster yeah. kind of maybe that I feel like that would be what Richie would be now would be kind of like a hipster that oh, kind of sure. like Cali style person. You know, if you can, <laughs> you know, think of a Cali team, there you go. That's Richie. Um, so I want to go with Ross Lynch for that. Um, I think he could pull off really well. And so when Virgil goes to see him, he shows them his powers. They're geeked. Um, and Richie is even smarter than Virgil, I feel like. And he he starts going off on like what they could, what they, what it, the powers even are. They think they call it, you know, electromagnetic, electromagnetism. Ah, I can't even say it. And a, like a super pure form of it. Like he can create it, manipulate both. There's so much he can do with it. And Richie, of course, being his best friend, just hypes them up about it and keeps it a secret, but they wonder if anything else happened to anyone else, you know, because Richie brings it up because that's the first thing that he thinks of. Like if this happened to him, definitely going to happen to everyone else. And pretty quickly, honestly, on the news, they get new uh, reports of crazy shit happening. And this is essentially the breakout of the big bang. So like we get kind of like a clips of like multiple things happening in downtown and the city um out on the interstate like that um and so yeah that kind of brings the story to my next character but we'll wait for that yeah this is um, uh what do you think I, I really love the way you're building this up i i personally thought like the the way they did virgil and richie's friendship i loved it i i got reminded of that when i saw shazam um you know with billy and uh oh, what's his friend name? oh freddie uh, Billy and Freddie, you know, the way that they, they're both like just comic book fans and they just love superheroes and one of them becomes one and they're like, oh my God, this is the dream come true. Like, I love that dynamic. So the two of these people like nerding out together would be super fun. And yeah, Richie, you know, he, he's such an important character in the show. He provides a lot of the gear for, uh, see what I did there, gear, uh, provides a lot of the stuff for Virgil. Uh, and he, he's kind of his, his, his tech guy, you know, he's, to quote Spider-Man, he's his man in the chair. You know, he, he, he's behind the scenes sometimes, but uh, he is such an important role in that show. Um, I love the way they do their dynamic over the course of the show when he starts to become a little bit jealous of him and they really do some tension with him at, at times, but they're still like, like you said, they're thick as, thick as thieves. So. And see, Ross Lynch has enough charisma and like talent to to like rival Caleb, but not you know take away the shine, but be able to you know as yeah. we know he actually has powers for sure. They're just kind of dormant right now. Um, you know that'll <laughs> be a part of the sequel, of course. <laughs> but until then, he's he's just really cool, and I, you know I think once he gets those powers, he'll even be more important to the story. Yeah. So I wanted I mean, someone who yeah, could that's, that's hold perfect, his own. Uh, pick. Ross Lynch is, is a real fun, charismatic actor. So, yeah, I love it. Right. 
All right, so we're going to go to break real quick, guys. Okay. All right, wait, real quick, bud. I don't know if that we <laughs> didn't, didn't miss the anything. dogs or what, but <laughs> oh well. Didn't hear anything. Okay, well that's good. Good. I'm, <sighs> um, I'm excited. How you feel? Glad you mentioned Richie. I think that's my next pick. Nice, sweet, good. I can't believe you went with <laughs> Ivan like that. That that was yeah. Good. That was probably the hardest for me for as sure. when I when I cast one. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready? Sure. You want to bring us back? All right, guys, we're back. We are back from break. We're here talking static shock. Um, Damon just broke down his uh, his next two picks with, you know, Robert Hawkins and, and Richie Foley. We've got Phil Lamar and Ross Lynch. Uh, did you have any more plot detail, details for us? Uh, no, man. I mean, essentially, uh, they've just kind of been playing around with Virgil's powers, trying to test to see what he can do. Uh, kind of, kind of in the show, they didn't really have time to do much of anything. This, they're kind of like smarter about it. They yeah. kind of go the the Barry Allen disco route, you know, kind of experiment over the days, but like quickly, like bang, babies start happening and uh, shit starts hitting the fan, and they're just kind of like, man, he he has to do something. Like he can do something about it, and uh, then we go from there with meeting my next character but, all right um uh, let's see your next so character? i'm gonna go ahead and roll with richie as well uh like we just said you know he's he's a great he's a, a really important character to this uh this story um so i'm gonna go with someone uh <laughs> i think a running theme is gonna be people I, that are fairly new um what can i say i've just been watching a lot of things with like these new actors and i'm really impressed by them so i know you're gonna like this pick uh, you are the reason I watch this show, or part of the reason. Um, so I'm going to go with Louis Ashbourne Circus. Uh, he is the son of Andy Circus, which, you know, talent is already there. Um, he has a very small role in the show The Queen's Gambit, but it's honestly one of my favorite parts of the show. He plays the, the Russian kid that, uh, that, yeah, that Elizabeth plays, and, you know, she's like You're the best player I've ever played. I love this kid. Oh, like shit. that one scene, blown. Blue, it was such a good scene. Um, we, yeah, we haven't talked about that show yet, but dude, such a good show. Uh, yeah, Damon hyped it up, and I'm glad you did because Naughty and I just binged it, and it was so good. Um, yeah, so Lewis is a new actor. So, like I said, he's Andy Serkis' son, so the talent is definitely there. He also starred in, in Andy Serkis's um, take on The Jungle Book on Netflix. Haven't yet seen that. Um, but he's also in the movie, the kid, the kid that would be King who plays the main character. Um, that's a real fun take on the King Arthur story. I, it feels like a throwback to like the, the nineties kind of style of, of, you know, those adventure movies. Um, love that movie. And he is just, like I said, in that one scene in the queen's gambit, he might've been like, that might've been my favorite moment in the entire show. Um, he's just, He's great. He's just a very, like, you just want to be, like, his friend. He's got a real, just charming, like, presence to him. And, yeah, I think he'd be a great Richie. It's a little bit different from, you know, the route you're going, because I, I agree. In the show, Richie comes across as he is nerdy, but he's a little bit, you know, cooler than uh, 
and Virgil. That probably won't be the case with this. I love Lewis, but he's definitely that, he doesn't have that vibe to him. Um, <laughs> but I would love to see, like I mentioned before, I don't want to keep making the comparison, but I love the way Shazam does the friendship with Billy and Freddie. Definitely pulling that as inspiration for this. Um, I just want to see Virgil and Richie just kind of nerd out together with these new powers that Virgil has. Uh, you know, that doesn't happen a lot in superhero movies. I think a lot of times they immediately start with like the, you know, the Spider-Man with great responsibility comes great power kind of thing. And that's important to superhero movies, but it's always fun to see them like having fun with their powers. Right. And just kind of experimenting and like, man, this is cool. Like, obviously I have responsibility, but I just want to have fun with my powers too. Um, and so, yeah, Richie would definitely be helping Virgil with that along with, like we said, being the tech genius that he is and providing a lot of gear for, for Virgil. Um, so with that pick, there's a little bit more detail in the plot. You know, Virgil, like I said, wakes up with these powers. He uh, immediately goes to, to Richie. They start uh, testing the powers out. We get a great montage of them testing them out and mostly just blowing shit up because uh, Virgil can't really control it yet. Um, but we get that. We also, you know, while that's happening, we're cutting over to um, Ivan Evans, uh, you know, played by Leslie. He, he is also experiencing new powers. Um, he's with his gang and we're seeing him start to manifest these shadow like powers. So it's a real fun kind of back and forth of like the light tone of Virgil testing out his powers and his kind of sort of mentor, you know, really starting to get darker and darker literally and figuratively, right? Like he's turning into a shadow. He's also manipulating this power to, you know, fight people. And like, you know, he's using it to his advantage in a very different way than Virgil is, but that's kind of where the story's at now. It's just really, it's kind of like the first act of like these people just experimenting with their powers until the first kind of conflict happens that I'll get to in a, in a second. Okay. Um, so First off, like I said, mind blown. I did not right. <laughs> realize that was uh, Andy Serkis's kid. Wow. He was a really great little minor character in that show. Um, best so show I've watched this year. Um, hands down. Fantastic. He was super fun. Um, man, so, you know, when you lean into Richie's kind of uh, more nerdier side, I, I think this works perfectly. I think this could work really well for the movie you're setting up. Um, it could definitely work more as far as like static as static gets more popular and does more stuff him getting more jealous and envious and creating a possible rift uh, to create a plot point going forward that, that could be really something fun to focus on uh, I really like where you could go with this um, I want to see him and Kelvin uh, vibe I need to watch Kelvin act and see what kind of chemistry that they could cook up um, but this could work yeah, really so, well. Um, Who do you, you got know, next? As they're experimenting and, and finding out these new powers, the real, the first kind of conflict we're going to see is, uh, you know, uh, Virgil is, is going out and starting to help people with these powers in very small ways. Um, and then he comes across kind of our first act conflict comes across none other, but F stop, uh, Francis stone. He, also has some powers of his own. Uh, as we know in the show, he goes by the name Hot Streak. Um, he's got, you know, the, he can manipulate fire. He's a firebender. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but he, yeah, so yes, he, he comes across him and, you know, I'm going to be kind of playing with the secret identity, but with this, I mean, F-Stop is immediately going to recognize him. 
he doesn't have a full costume yet. Uh, Virgil doesn't. So he'll know that it's Virgil and that's going to immediately start the fight. Right. Cause you know, F stop is didn't know if he was still alive or not. Uh, he didn't know what had happened after this big bang. So he still wants to pick on him and, you know, they have this big rivalry. So they'll be fighting. Um, and for hot streak, I'm going to go ahead and cast, uh, take another shot. It's another new actor. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, this guy is named Harris Dickinson. Um, this one, I'm going to be honest. I've only seen him in one thing. He's in the darkest minds. Uh, he, I, I think he's going to be in the movie, the King's man coming up. Um, he plays, I believe, I think he's the main character. They haven't been clear about who the main character is in that movie. Uh, but I think he plays Rafe, Rafe Fiend's, uh, son. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of the resemblance, so I really, I'm going to be honest, pick this role a hundred percent on the fact that he has a very punchable face. (laughs) I just, I'm sure the guy's a nice guy. He's probably a good guy. I just see his face and I'm like, God, you just, you look like you whine a lot. Uh, uh, shout out Harris Dickinson. I hope you're not listening. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, hot streak is, he's a fun character in the show, you know, I'm not going to do a lot with him with his arc or anything. I just want him to be a fun kind of first antagonist. You know, the main antagonist is going to be Ebon and we're going to get more with him, but to like first test Virgil's uh, medal as a hero and like have a fun, like rivalry with another character. I want, yeah, Harris Dickinson to play hot streak. And again, we talked about like the electricity being a cool power. I also love hot streaks power. I think it looks, it would look really cool on the screen. Um, so yeah, that's my, my second or my, my next pick. I just want to see Harris Dickinson and Kelvin kind of just face off. I think it'd be fun. And to see like the rivalry between the two of them. I, I love that pick. I, I've seen him in this. Oh yeah. Uh, Evil, the Maleficent uh, sequel. Well, yes. Um, and I want to look at a picture of him real quick to see how, Princessy, princey he was. Yeah, he was really fun. He was a really good actor in that. Um, so I think this is a awesome pick. Um, he could play that real snide, arrogant asshole that uh, that yeah. a hot streak is. He's so just cocky and doesn't care about anyone else but what he can do um, and what can get him moving on in life. So I love this pick. He's very punchable. The punchable face thing is a is a thing. Uh, oh, who boy. would you say has the uh, most punchable face? In this Hollywood? is weird because I I usually don't correlate this with like whether I like the actor or not because I love this guy, but I would say Killian Murphy, um, just on the fact that his face looks like it's been hit a lot. <laughs> I love the dude; he's great as Scarecrow in Batman Begins. He's great in Peaky Blinders, but like he looks, uh, he's got a pretty punchable face. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um. All right, I, I love that though. Um, did you have any other uh, no? Plot, we'll just yeah. We'll, like said, we'll to, see to you know, them kind of come to blows in their first fight. Um, Virgil will probably get his ass kicked uh, and then kind of re regroup with Richie so they can really build some actual gear for him and like a good suit for him. And again, we're going to be cutting also to Ivan start to experiment with his power and you know their their gang wars and stuff and really watch his kind of descent into real evil. Like he's not an evil person when this movie starts. He's just a real morally ambiguous person. 
and we're, we're going to start to see the transformation here when he starts to manipulate his powers and we start to see him real kind of Leslie Odom Jr. is going to start to real really like chew up the scenery. I love it. Um, you know, I feel like our plot is going to be pretty similar other than yeah. my Ebon is, is kind of sticking to the shadows, so to say. Um, while yours is taking definitely this kind of parallel role almost, which I really like. I, I, I really dig it. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm pretty much following that, that, you know, that streak that right there, you know, we're kind of going with uh, all of a sudden hot streak kind of gets out on the loose and is kind of fucking shit up. You know, he's like out on the prowl, uh, setting everything on fire and Virgil sees this and he has to do something. So him and Richie put like a super quick get up together, you know, and so he flies in on his, uh, on his little, uh, on a freaking, <laughs> what do they call it? Trash can lids. Yeah. He, he, like the fact that he does that, <laughs> so iconic. It's so fun. Or like they actually build on something. Of course, we need hot streak. Uh, after, once he's hot streak, you know, we met him as F stop. He wasn't important enough yeah. then to cast him. Now he's hot streak. He's important now. Um, and so for my hot streak, I wanted someone who can be super dickish, someone who's can exude confidence, cockiness. Uh, like they believe in themselves so much, like nothing can stop them. That's hot streak. So who I cast. Um, is someone who I love in this role. Um, I've never seen him in anything else, but he, he's one of the breakthrough actors of this TV show. Um, it was just recently added to Netflix this summer. I'm talking about Cobra Kai. Yes. And I'm talking about Jacob Bertrand. <laughs> yes. I'm talking about Hawk. This Eli. <laughs> don't, don't let him hear you call him that. It's Hawk. Okay, uh, he, you know he's the guy who has uh, he goes from a guy who has this uh, who everyone calls he, who freaking Johnny Lawrence calls lip and, uh, to he gets a mohawk and a tattoo and calls himself Hawk and he he just really really embraces Cobra Kai mm -hmm. which I I love the fact that they show a character who does that as he becomes such an asshole like really timid kid in that show and. He joins the the dojo, and he gets bullied by the dope by the sensei. And then, like I said, he, he decides to flip the switch and change the game up. And from there on, like he just acts like he belongs, and he turns into such a terrible person. It's great. I love it. Um, and uh, he he's a ginger, of course. He has, uh, you know, when he doesn't dye his hair, yeah. a mohawk. But I think he's nat naturally ginger, which works for hot streak but like he, he could do whatever with his hair for a hot streak like i feel like you could do a hawk one episode you do a, mm -hmm. a faux hawk another episode shave it just go crazy uh, he's yeah. hot streak he's kind of out there as a character i feel like especially with where i want to go but yeah jacob bertrand um i think he just encapsulates hot streak and so they meet up and they're gonna throw down all right and where are we going? We let's see. They pretty much have a a very frantic fight. Uh, Virgil doesn't really know what he's doing. Like I said, they've been experimenting, so he has an idea of 
of what he can do, but he's not a fighter. He's not, you know, he's never been really good at aiming before, so he's missing a lot. He's flying also, and that's kind of something you have to get used to, okay? So he's a little wobbly out there. While Hot Streak, he's just a lot more confident, and he's just throwing fire at him and and almost singeing his ass. And it's a really great, fun watch, this kind of first battle. You know, like we had the little skirmish with the gang fight, but this is the really first big battle of the movie, and it's a lot of fun. Um, And you get Virgil kind of saying a lot of fun quips, with Hot Streak being an asshole and throwing him back at it. And, uh, you know, so it's eventually Hot Streak finally meets him in the air. And so we get mm. some awesome aerial shots as the two fly around through the town of Duncan, you know, getting some people watching in awe and some running away in horror. And eventually the two land in the park where Virgil gets knocked down brutally against a tree. And uh, Hot Streak is about to attempt to burn him alive when he's struck in the back of the head with a massive snowball. Uh, you know, Snowball would be the wrong word, though. Like a snow boulder. It's, it's huge. Uh, with so much force and speed that he did not save him. And Hot Streak's pretty much just knocked out cold, so to say. Uh, Virgil shook and confused and not really seeing what happened, where it came from. Uh, he flies away as the police sirens near, knowing that Hot Streak might actually get taken in. You know, he, he wasn't sure what was going to happen, but he didn't want to go to jail either. He, you know, he's kind of panicked about the whole thing. Um, so hot streak is arrested and is on the way to a treatment center for bang babies. When the car is swallowed by a huge gaping black hole, uh, the car is then kind of spat back out in this abandoned warehouse. The cops, the two cops that were there freaking out, get out, but are soon taken down by a group of metahumans led by my next pick. Uh, yeah, I love this. I, but what do you think about the way this is going? Um, Jacob Bertrand is a perfect pick for a hot streak. And now I'm mad. I didn't think of that. Cause he's, he's so good. I love Cobra Kai. It's, it has, it's so much better than it has any right to be. Um, I say that with all the love in my heart. I mean, I love that show. It's, it's just so good. It's crazy to love a show so much with so many assholes in it, but it's so good. Uh, and Jacob Bertrand, funny story. I have a friend I grew up with uh, who, when I first saw Kirby Kai, I had to do a double take. Like he looks just like my friend. And I was like, this is nothing like my friend, Ryan. Like he looks, he looks like him, but he's not as much of a dick. So I had to, <laughs> it was so weird for a while watching that show. Um, but I, yeah, he's, he's perfect. He's a great pick for hot streak. Uh, I can't wait to see like the rivalry between the two of them. Um, but yeah, I like the way this is going. Yes. And so, of course, we are introduced to Ebot. Uh, he's the leader of this group of metahumans. And, of course, the two metahumans that do the work against the cops are Sheev and Talon. But they don't get cast because they're just not important. And I'm not wasting some picks on them. There'll be people like, I don't know. I, I won't waste anything. But they're really fun uh, little side villains that... uh that Ebon has right away, but I feel like in these movies, he'll probably find better people like the one he just found hot streak, you know, uh, they take care of those cops and, and then a Ebon shows up, you know, with his like signature look, the, uh, the cornrows, the white vest, he's looking really badass, uh, really creepy. And, 
And the thing about Ebon is, like you said, he's a very smooth talker. He's very clever, very um, yeah. ambiguous, like you said, is a really great word for Ebon. Um, he doesn't really show his hand, but like it's, I mean, of course, it's obvious in the show that he's the bad guy. But I, I really kind of wanted to show like he is more than that, even in my movie. But at the end of the day, he's doing what he wants to to get out on top. He's just really, really good at uh, at swaying people. And I wanted someone who's really good with words, who has a really intimidating presence, while also kind of debonair, kind of suave at some way. So I also went with a junior. I don't think I, I went with name. Demetrius Ship Junior. All right. So hmm, yeah, uh, you maybe know about the Tupac oh, okay. biopic. And um, what was that called? A Tupac. Uh, All eyes on me. That's right. Yeah. Eyes on me. Yep. And uh, I know him personally as, and what I'm drawing inspiration for his, this kind of character is his turn as Tyrone in All American, the CW drama. Uh, it's about a it's a football show, and he plays a, a you know a leader of this gang. And uh, Crenshaw, okay. which is like nearby uh, Beverly Hills, yeah. I believe, it, you know, actual town in uh, L.A. on Cali. So but he plays this gang leader and who's just really ruthless, but like he toys with people, you know, in the show, the way he goes about things. He doesn't just do things up front. He, he plays with them, like, you know, doing things because he knows they won't do anything about it. And then like stepping out of line be just because of it and like the look on his face is always with this like this smirk like and i could see that kind of smirk and the look in his eyes really playing well with ebon and i just think he would really kill that role so yeah and so with ebon we get him revealing himself to hot street and killing the cops and he wants hot street to join the gang the meta breed is what they're called and of course he joins because why else wouldn't he? he this looks like so much fun to him and he's going to be able to, you know, pretty much throw out a lot of chaos. So, um, after the fight with hot streak though, uh, we get away from me in them and we get uh, Virgil doubting himself really hard because he almost got his stuff killed pretty much. Like hot streak was pretty much, he, he was past the point to where he was past, juvenile right. crimes he was going for literally like arson <laughs> the like grand larson um arson but um so virgil is kind of just kind of doubting himself he's not really sure what he can do um but richie kind of talks him down you know reasoning that this was his first fight he doesn't even know how to fight <laughs> virgil did better than really they expected he has a talk with father about not staying out late anymore because of the bang babies and everything happening we get some kind of downtime where like you know he talks with his crush at school um and you know they kind of get a little bit more news of stuff happening throughout the next couple days with other bang babies attacks that he can't really do anything about because he's uh, a school a student he can't you know he's not he's not going to go uh miss class just to go fight he's not at that point yet <laughs> He, he isn't really sure what he even wants to do. He isn't really even considering being a superhero at this point, but but it's kind of clicking in his head as, as more stuff goes on and he's seeing more and more stuff happening. And uh, after a call happening with his dad and uh, 
you know, uh, someone who calls about a uh, therapy and uh, that he wanted to uh, kill himself because he was one of the bang babies. And he like was literally like gruesome. He was just like disformed because he was able to like shape his body in any shape, but he wasn't able to control it. So his body was constantly shaping and misforming. And so after that, uh, Rich, I mean, um, Virgil just decides he has to help anyone he can. And so he starts training some more and he starts putting a suit together and uh rich with richie's help they put together his first static suit uh with the name and everything uh i don't know i guess it could be his mark one so to say but with the badass saucer though they're calling it a i call it something better than that a shockboard because that's a much better name (laughs) because legit i think in the show they called it like a saucer like there really wasn't any good name for it. So uh, he goes out with, um, he has that ready and just in the nick of time because the meta breed is out completely destroying the local mall. And so we get some badass beat drops and we see static flying in on his badass new shot board and his new suit talk. And Richie is there uh, in spirit on an earpiece because Richie is his calm guy because why, like, why wouldn't he be? And I believe, does do that throughout the show yeah. um yeah. at some point like pretty early on in the first season if i'm not so, and so static goes in and starts going to work on him you know he takes care of talon and sheave uh so some pretty badass moves we get some really good action um and then he has another showdown with hot streak and this one's a lot more physical that we even get some hand thrown where static gets to show that his uh, like his shock punches you know he essentially can uh emit a shock as he punches people it's kind of like a what would you say like a shock grenade would be pretty much like the the sensation but they're going down and essentially the mall's getting destroyed <laughs> like static is not helping in that matter at all so he hasn't really reined that in yet he hasn't figured out oh okay i can fight you know and calls just damage right. without causing damage to the things around me <laughs> it hasn't happened so this is going on and eventually he's able to connect on a supercharged bolt to hot Creek's chest knocking him out and he seems to be done with his work but then is swallowed up in a shadow and leave the rest of the the climax uh, uh, to after you tell us uh, the rest of your characters is, boss. Like, but uh, i love what do the you way you're describing that? it it's, it's very visual i'm definitely just picturing this movie i want this movie like tomorrow man this is so fun um i really like the way you're doing his dynamic with his dad and just the important role his dad plays that's that could definitely really be like the heart and soul of the movie um and yeah, the way they're they're building up his, like you said, his Mark One <laughs> is great. Uh, that could be a really fun kind of crowd pleaser scene. And yeah, I, I like your little cliffhanger right there. I knew Ebon would have to come back into play, so I <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh, I haven't seen uh, All Eyes on Me. I remember when it came out, being just like shocked by how much he looks like Tupac. Um, <laughs> So I don't really, I'm not familiar with Demetrius as far as like exactly really talent goes, but he seems like he would be a great pick. Um, my roommate really loves the show All American. Um, yeah, I need to, I need to check it out. I'm, I'm kind of hankering for it's really sports related, so I, I definitely need to check it out. Uh, but yeah, he, he seems like he's a great pick for Ebon. Um, but yeah, I, I love the direction this is going so far. 
Okay. Um, yes, all right. Well, so I went bring us with your you last know, character. There's still a few we have that we could pick from from this show. You know, we had a lot of. I mean, I I could have gone with, um, with uh, what's his name? Of course, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, is it Wayne or uh, Wade? That's right. Um, could have gone with Wade. Um, Wade. I am going to go with another of his peers. This one is a bit of a crush for him uh, on and off in the show. Um, I'm going to go with Frida Gorin. Um, she, you know, is she's basically his, his Mary Jane. Uh, they have a real kind of sweet back and forth on the show. Um, and I'm definitely playing up like the high school aspect of this movie. I think it would be a fun, like I said, it's, it's a real, you know, it's, it's going to have a real light tone. And so while it's kind of going back and forth with Virgil discovering his powers, you know, Richie's helping him out, writing in some more, uh, tech and they're building up his suit and all that. We're getting some fights with Hot Streak. Um, we're seeing Ebon just continue to slip further and further into a full-on villain with his powers. Um, we're, we're also going to get some scenes uh, intercut with, you know, Ivan communicating with Virgil. And, and uh, you know, Virgil doesn't tell him about his powers because while they do have, you know, a friendship and a relationship, he doesn't fully trust them and, he kind of keeps it from him, but Ivan has started to be aware of this new superhero static, and he is not a fan. You know, he's getting in the way of his his jobs. Um, so, you know, we're getting some scenes with the two of them. Uh, Ivan talking about static and, you know, asking Virgil if he knows anything about him, and we get some great tension there. Um, but, yeah, as that's kind of going on, we also get some fun scenes with Virgil and Richie just hanging out and Virgil, you know, with this crush on, on Frida. Um, like I said, I love this dynamic in the show. So I'm casting, uh, the actress, uh, Angori Rice. Um, she, you might know her from the, uh, MCU Spider-Man movies. She plays, uh, Betty. Um, she also is in, uh, the nice guys. That was kind of her big break. Um, she plays, yeah, she's, uh, Russell, uh, excuse me, uh, Ryan Gosling's daughter in that movie. Um, I've, yeah, I've talked at length about that one. That's one of my favorites. Uh, I love her in the Spider-Man movies, especially in Far From Home. Her and Ned's uh, dynamic is super funny. Um, but I think she's a really, really talented young actress. Um, I'm glad that she is in the, the Spider-Man movies. You know, The Nice Guys is great, but it didn't get a lot of attention. And so with her in the MCU, I think she's getting a lot of attention and she's really talented for her age so i can't wait to see her in in more projects coming up um i think this would be right up her alley you know she it was awkward but the dynamic with her and ned was really sweet at times um and i'd love to see that with her and uh and kelvin as as virgil um i think they could really play up the awkwardness you know because when you're a sophomore like there's nothing not awkward about that kind of stuff uh so i'd love to see that um and yeah, I think that she could just play as a, a fun kind of side character to him. Um, we wouldn't get to see a lot of her. I think that you could really explore their dynamic more in the, the sequel, kind of like they did with Far From Home with Pete and, and MJ. Um, but I think that this would be a fun introduction to her. And uh, maybe he could re- rescue her a couple times as Static. We get to see you know her start to wonder who Static is and that kind of dynamic. But really, I would just want to kind of like pepper her in a little bit, like, you know, just a real kind of small side role. But I figured I couldn't go without adding Frida. Their their relationship and like kind of back and forth was one of my favorite things about the, the show.
Yes, I mean, that's a really fun character. And Angori Rice is such a talented actress. I loved her role in The Nice Guys. I honestly thought she was probably, like, the surprise. Yeah, for sure. Like, maybe one of the best characters of that movie. Like, really, really great comedic timing. The eye rolls and, and movements, like, that was really well done. Uh, I love this casting. Um, I think you have a really great young cast here. I, I think they'll gel really well. Um, I love that you casted Frida because I, I thought about it, but I was like, I, I just don't think like I didn't want to go too yeah. like high school romantic. That would be too big of a part of this first one. I want it to be about Virgil getting the the powers and to deal with that and with F stop. I wanted to be about that. Like honestly, I didn't mention it when I was casting mm. F stop, but like honestly, he's kind of yeah. like the Draco Malfoy of of Static Shock. Like they're always been at it like even before this happened like right. i said he was bullying him before that's what caused the whole why virgil was there and so it's like kind of like they always just kind of go at it at really like almost even like why yeah. like why does he hate him so much like what even happened i don't even know if we know like was it ever even told to us i don't know but it's just that kind of thing so you know i didn't even mention that but like your cast especially with like angori as frida um, I like your kind of vibe you're going because it has the high, a little bit more of a high school vibe than maybe I've got going. And then you have the parallel with Leslie Odom Jr.'s Ebon. I, I really Thank like you. the the movie you've got you've you've sculpted here, sir. So uh, any any uh, other yeah. Uh, yeah, so, details you wanted to, um, to throw at us? Yeah, as we're getting into uh, Virgil what, really what discovering his powers movie? again. He's having some more skirmishes with you know Hot Streak. Um, some more success. Uh, he's also coming across more gang members, uh, some of Ebon's gang. He hasn't really had a fight with Ebon yet. Uh, that'll be kind of our third act climax. Um, but he's getting better. He's starting to get more confident in his powers. You know, we get Richie helping him out. Um, and yeah, so essentially what's going to happen is what brings him to into conflict with, with Ebon is essentially he follows uh some of these gang members he's trying to track them back to you know where their hq is um he essentially gets trapped where you know they're located uh they get in a big fight he's fighting you know a bunch of them at once this is really virgil starting to really like master his powers you know he's starting to really be you know static shock like he's really starting to get it get the hang of it um so he's fighting all of them at once and then he's grabbed, you know, by this shadow and, you know, he's terrified. Like, it's just this, you know, the, you can even tell like the music cuts out and it's just the shocking, like the shadow just grabs him and pulls him away. Um, and, you know, he, he sees that it's, it's Ebon. It's kind of the same vibe as in Into the Spider-Verse when Miles, you know, sees Prowler and it's his uncle. Uh, kind of that same thing, right? Like he's just shocked that this is this is Ivan Evans. He knows he knows that he's you know involved with the gang, but he didn't think that this was happening. So it's just a shocking kind of betrayal moment. Um, and they start fighting. You know, they're they're it's a pretty like brutal fight. They're obviously you know equally matched. Ivan kind of has the edge because he's uh, a little quicker than Virgil, but they're, you know they're fighting back and forth. And Virgil eventually gets unmasked in the fight. Uh, Ivan sees that it's it's Virgil and kind of he also has a bit of a shock and he stops fighting. Um, I really want to play out the fact that you know they Ivan is a bad influence on Virgil, but he thinks that he is doing the right thing for him. Like he thinks that he is taking him under his wing. He has this warped sense of like morality 
So, you know, it's legitimately shocking to him that his kind of protege or how he sees his protege is this person who's been kind of a thorn in his side this entire movie. So it's like this, the both of them are, are equally kind of shocked and taken aback. Um, and you get this great kind of argument between the two of them, more gang members bust in and start fighting. And uh, Ebon is, is yelling at them not to kill him. And he wants, you know, he doesn't want them, him dead. He shouldn't even be here in the first place. They're fighting, they're fighting. Uh, Static eventually gets the upper hand. And, you know, he, he's fighting Ebon again. It's just the two of them. Uh, they're in like this warehouse, right? They're in their base of operations. And essentially, uh, I mean, it's, it's a real close fight, but Static eventually has to leave and get away. He, he knows that he can't beat Ebon. And again, both of them don't really want to take the fight too far. Um, so he leaves and kind of regroups with, uh, with Richie. They're watching on the news as more bang babies are starting to show up. Um, you know, it's not just hot streak and Ebon. There's more that are starting. He sees, you know, what we don't know is Talon, but Talon's on the news. He sees him. Uh, he sees all these people start to show up and essentially they're uh, deciding to, you know, Virgil's had some, some bumps along the way, but he turns to Richie and he's like, all right, let's build another suit. And, that's kind of where the music kicks in. We get one more montage of them building the suit and we get our final shot of him, you know, in this alley turning a corner into one of the big city streets and he is full on static shock. He's flying through, got electricity all around him and jumps right through. And that's kind of like the final shot of the movie. Thing isn't really over between him and Ebon. We don't know what's really going on with Ebon. We don't know how that conflict is going to end, but we know that it's, it's kind of just started, right? Like now they know, who each other is. They know the identity of each other. That's definitely going to play into the sequel. Um, and yeah, he, now he's, he's really static shock. He's accepted this responsibility. He's ready to fight. He's gotten knocked down a couple times, but he's got his friend behind him. He's got Frida, you know, he's, he's, he's ready to keep fighting. And yeah, that's like the final shot of him turning the corner, full on static shock, flying around on his, I'll go with saucer. I love how stupid it is. He's flying around on the saucer and <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, and yeah, that's our like our, our final Fine. shot. And then you know the, the the I don't know what song it is, but the song just kicks in and it's credits. That's great. I, I love that. I, I really like you went pretty emotional and heartfelt. Uh, that's like a really great showdown between Ebon and Static. Um, I, I really just like where you're like okay, it's time to keep going. It's let's build another suit and really sets it up for the next one. It's like, all right, he's ready to go. He is static shock. He's, he's around to fight some more people. Um, I think that's a great buildup. I think in general, your movie works really well. I, I, I think it has a really like fun, happy, warm vibe to it. Like even with the Ebon, like kind of darkness, like as he's going down the, the hole and getting darker and, and all that, I, I feel like even with that, it's it's a very nice, positive vibes movie, and I, I dig it. I feel like kids will like it. I feel like adults could like it as well. Phenomenal cast you got there. Um, I have to say again, um, man, I, I I don't know. That, that's that's a really good one. I, I'm really I'm really digging this one. I, I just I just love seeing Static Shock yeah, being thanks, talked man. about, I, I getting love, uh, and right, so hear, this movie let's needs hear to the be last made. details about yours. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, we left off, of course, with our boy Daddy getting pulled into a to the shadow, and so we know where he's going. He's he's getting transported in that same warehouse that uh, that Hot Streak did. There, Ebon reveals himself, and uh, he talks about who he was before. Uh, you know, we're not revealing who he is though, because Static doesn't know who this person is. So, I, I really want Ebon to be this mysterious figure, and he's kind of loomed over this movie this whole time. He's only shown up that you know that kind of the once uh, to to pull uh, F stop, hot streak into the gang, and then now, and. Uh, it's just like, you know, he really was this nobody beforehand. And then the big bang happens and he gets these powers and he realizes he could make a difference in this town. He wants to do something. He wants to elevate the town. He wants to make Duncan a, a hub of, of power and wealth. Like he wants to, to, you know, to do something. Whether, you know, of course, what he's doing to get there is really flawed. But, you know, that, that's how he thinks he can gain control. It's all about power, of course. And he wants Static to join him. So he offered uh, an invite to join the Metabreed. And so, <laughs> of course, we know Static is not down with it. And so he fights. <laughs> and so this fight is a bit different than the other two. Because uh, Ebon takes Static to school. Uh, he absorbs shock bolts and melting into the side of the building and appearing on the other side. He's just kind of like toying with Static. Uh, he's unable to keep the upper hand, and Ebon starts to beat him down badly. Like, it, it's, it's pretty brutal. Um, he even says, he's like, I don't like having you as my enemy static, but there is no stopping us. We are the next step in evolution. We are going to take over. This is just, you know, he's kind of like getting those, like, Magneto vibes. Like, he's like, he, the metahumans mm. need, you know, we deserve more. And he, he wants to kind of bring <laughs> them into the life. You know, but first he has to do the work in the shadows. And uh, so, of course, Richie, having heard <laughs> all of this, he was on call. Did the Richie call the police? <laughs> and, <laughs> like, you hear the sirens and people outside rushing. Um, but Ebon slips away. And, uh, but Static can barely move. He, he gets on his board and, like, can barely stand. And, uh, as he's like about to get away, they copy him and actually like you know get him to try to stop, but he flies away just before they start shooting. And so he gets home, beaten and battered, not sure how to feel about the day. Um, you know, and then he gets a ding on his phone and he checks it. And it's a video that Richie sends to him, and it's a video of uh, him static taking down the meta breed at the mall. You know, <laughs> and it's kind of like edited with some like nice, cool, badass music against it as like the title, like. <laughs> Static uh, goes ham, or something as as twenty twenty as you can get, be, um, and then you you see the comments and just flashing over and over all the people saying, "Wow, you know this dude's awesome." Did you see see what he did to that girl? Like, and then it keeps just as that's happening. The music builds, and then the camera narrows in on Static's eyes, and he smiles. Ah. I love it, dude. That's oh man, I wasn't sure where I was going at first, but I really love the way kind of both of us have like this ending where he's been kind of like knocked down and then he has this real kind of get back up moment. Like, I I love that. Um, I love that Richie sends in that video. That's a really great moment. I feel like their friendship in your movie would be like one of the highlights of the movie. Um, yeah, that's that that put a big smile on my face. I love that ending. 
Yes. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, that is two different but similar takes on I was. the Static yeah. Shock movie. So uh, you were going live action too, right? Just to make okay, <laughs> same as well. Um, so we have three juniors. <laughs> we original voice actor of Static. We have uh, the son of Andy Circus. <laughs> And uh, it's we a have pretty a wide really cast, man. I love, I, I love the way. Think? I mean, we both we we said from the get go we were just going to be pulling from the show, but I love still like how different they turned out. Um, they do they both have very specific and particular vibes to them. Um, yeah, I think that yours would be just a really like I can't think of any other word, but just like exciting, like a really exciting movie. Um, I love. I think your casting, man, is spot on, especially, you know, we talked about Caleb as, as static Phil Lamar, dude, that's probably my favorite casting as Robert. It's, you know, you said it was like fan service. I think it's fan service in like the best way possible. Um, you know, it's, it, it just, it just pays homage to how great he is as static static. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I, these are both really fun stories and fun casts. Um, man, I hope, I hope you guys are listening. I hope Michael B. Jordan, you're listening to this podcast. Like we've got some great ideas, but I trust you guys. I'm sure they'll make a great, a great static shock movie, but yeah, this is, this is fun. I agree. You told me your, your favorite pick. I have to say Leslie Odom Jr. Is definitely mine for, for your draft. Like him having being Ebon would be such a cool concept that like, Honestly, if they did it and it worked, which I think it would, it could be like the like it would be such a game changer. Like they could really go do something yeah. with that universe. And like I mean, they're talking about it being kind of like in a little little universe on its own. You yeah, know? this is one that like, I'm okay with so if they completely keep it isolated. I love like that I love the connections he has with you know like the Teen Titans or in his show when like Green Lantern shows up or Batman and Robin. But if they decide to just keep these their own stories, I'm perfectly okay with that because it's such a fun world all by itself. Um, I, I love that you mentioned a couple times, I'd forgotten about this, that the show calls the, the city Duncan, where in the comics, it's the city is literally called Dakota. Not north, not south, just Dakota. <laughs> and I think that's super funny. But yeah, I mean, I love that it's kind of, you know, in the comics, I think it existed oh, wow. in its own like pocket universe before Final Crisis. And that was, you know, it, it kind of merged with the the main DC universe. So um, this is one where I would be completely OK just seeing these stories by themselves. Um, I think there's still enough content there where you could still, you know, you'd, you'd have great individual uh, stories. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think we did a really good job and I, I'm just so, yeah, I cannot wait to see what they do, whether it's a wide universe or a very small one. Um, I think it could work really well. Oh yeah. Um, I just think like the action could be so jam packed, like with the, like the, the skill, like you said, I mean, essentially <laughs> yeah. we have a firebender, like hot streak is essentially the human torch. Those powers, which are pretty powerful. You have, Virgil, who like can throw lightning bolts, fly, uh, magnetize tons of objects. That's pretty strong. Then we have the the living shadow. Like that's super powerful. Like a lot of a lot For of sure. fun visuals and action 
like now, set pieces. Let me ask you this: a lot of I, all I know this is so. on the spot. If you could just do I a dream wait. like end um, credit scene, what would you do? Hmm. Probably to go off of my my movie, I would show uh, like it's kind of like maybe somewhere in the park. Someone, this girl is a uh, is like sleep like made her little like she's sleeping under a tree or like some in this nice little cove that she found, and uh, it's this girl and she's kind of uh, just chilling, so to say, and she's. Um, she has clippings of the mm. paper, and uh, and it's all news articles about Virgil, well about Static. Okay, she's collecting them. Everything that says anything mm. about Static Shock. Yeah. And as she touches one, I love it that freezes, and then it goes away. Because if anyone knows, uh, I'm talking about the character Permafrost, who is a uh, was this homeless girl. Uh, character who's really tragic and I really kind of wanted to go with this kind of twist that uh, if we ever did a sequel uh, draft mm. uh, that yeah. she would get cast and she has this like really big crush on Static. I love that. That's a really so, good... That's why I, she I, saved him. I heard you mention the snowball or the snow boulder and I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. I wonder where he's going to go with it. And then you didn't mention it again. So I was like, okay, I'll just see if he wants to leave that. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's perfect. I she's, a, she's a really sad character. I mean, she's a great character, but just, I like like the way they went with her character. So that's great. I love that. Very. You know, I thought about it a lot. I, yes. so what would your, ways you could go. I don't know if I would do me. a big tease or anything. I wanted to with like, do you remember the episode where he meets like his future self? I very vaguely remember it. Like, like you, I wasn't able no, to. No, really, like, I, I really don't. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, so I wasn't able to like rewatch but it everything, was but I just vaguely I know that remember this him. episode. It was a fun, it was kind of like the, um, the Justice League episode where you get to see Batman Beyond and like what happens in the future. Uh, so I kind of wanted to do that, like him maybe showing up or whatever, but I think that it would be too early for something like that. So I would honestly just stick with like a fun, maybe it's a continuation of the montage when he's first getting his powers and like all the bloopers of him, like not doing good and just like flying into a building or something. I would just keep it, keep it light. <laughs> that would be, is a this is like kind of mm. even more kid centric than yeah. like spider-man is you know like it's very high school oriented for a while and like you could do at least two movies two or three movies of that if you wanted to and uh you know because like he's a very central character especially right. being in this town you don't want to get away from the town until you tell all the stories that the town has to offer I don't know. And you get to see him grow sure. up. You know, he's a freshman. There's so much to growth to learn from. So, man, I I, I like that. I, you know, just kind of be a little extra of the montage yeah. and maybe some bloopers. It's usually People like, it's almost always my favorite part of the anymore. Give us the gag reel. <laughs> <girl. laughs> and like, no one buys DVDs right. hardly anymore. Yeah. And that's like, the only way I think anyone like puts them <laughs> in the ex, uh, extra features. Yeah. <laughs> Let us watch it on just normal. Like put them on. 
let that be a feature, guys. <laughs> All right. So, well, I, I love that. I love our little extra intro yes, scenes. I love our casting. Um, I think this was a very successful one. No, just, you know, if you guys um, at home, you guys listening, let us know what you thought of the cast of the, our, our respect, uh, respective movies. Um, you can always let us know at planet fantasy podcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram. We've got an Instagram now. Uh, it's planet dot fantasy. Um, you, yeah, be sure to check that out. We've got daily, um, questions coming up. We've got some more stuff in the works for that. Um, but yeah, just let us know what you thought. Let us know, as always, if you'd like to be a guest for episode ideas, what have you. We've got a real fun episode coming next week. Dame, you want to let us know what, what that one is? Yes, uh, it's going to be our actor-director wish list combo draft. So is this is our dream combos of actors and directors of our, what we wish they would, could uh, join together, join forces, and make a movie project together. And, we're yeah, we're just going to be drafting combos. So, Ooh. you know, throw, throw out a Leo <laughs> DiCaprio and a Guillermo <laughs> del Toro combo. Yeah, just came up with that one. That, that's spicy. So, uh, yeah. you know, come back next week for uh, more spicy uh, combos like that. All right. Well, uh, thank you. And I think Later, that guys. pretty much says it all. And so. Hey guys, Kyle here. Uh, we just want to let you know we are aware um, the last couple episodes there have been a couple audio issues with some delays. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can really do in the edit with that. Um, I have done some research on the Anchor app itself, and it looks like it's a common problem. Uh, with the record with friends option, which is the one that Damon and I use to record uh, these episodes. So we just wanted to let you know that we, we are aware. Um, we're, we apologize for the inconvenience. Um, it looks like it's going to be fixed very soon, though. So thanks for hanging in. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time.